You know when you're working a night shift and it's 3 a.m. and it's like, are we drunk or delirious? I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. And you're listening to Drunk or Delirious, a night shift podcast. good um oh yet again i am extremely sleep deprived and don't get home from flights until like 2 a.m and still have to function poor dan had to go to work today though like in the office so he's he's in rough shape as well (laughs) um poor guy yeah i'm just so tired like I didn't get out of bed until almost 10 a.m and granted that's like not that's like less than eight hours of sleep considering the time that I went to sleep but like I don't I don't remember the last time that I stayed in bed until 10 a.m so when you just feel like your whole day is gone you think you have so much time in a day but you really do not it's just gone but how was your trip though it was it was really fun um, LA. Yes, I went to LA. Um, Dan loves Los Angeles. <laughs> and um, growing up in San Diego, it's not like my favorite place. You just like don't ever go there. But since <laughs> we've been together, we've gone like three or four times. And he loves like the music history and everything. And it's, I mean, it's fun when we go, but still, I'm like, oh my god. But the Red Hot Chili Peppers released a new album on Friday, and the last time they released a new album um, was in April. And Dan flew out and like got to go to like a last minute tiny little show that they announced the day of the album release, um, and he so got cool. to go because he was in LA. So he wanted to try to do that, to do that again, but sadly there was no um, no concert. That's awesome. but that was that's really cool that he got to do that. Yeah, I know. He's like, I mean, I was pushing my luck to have it happen two times, but yeah. Um, so yeah, we did. I mean, thir- we landed Thursday morning. We went. Um, had to wait for a while to get into our Airbnb, but um, we went over and he did a hike in Griffith, and I had to do some schoolwork, so I just like sat at a cafe outside for a while. It was nice and Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone finally showed up, I think, like all the people that we were there with, because we had a house with like six people total. Oh, fun. Yeah. And um, there was like a – we got some signed CDs and then um, just kind of like hung out and explored. And then that went out that night. And then Saturday – Oh, yeah, it was, like, gross and rainy in the morning, but so naturally we decided to walk um, and go to some thrift stores. Love <laughs> the it. Rain. There's always the best thrift finds in L.A. They, I know. You do find some good stuff. Um, and then um, some other friends also came up from San Diego. 
Um, yeah. And we all went out to dinner and um, out that night. And we went to um, El Coyote, which is if you've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's in that movie, but it's where Sharon Tate had her last dinner or last meal before she was murdered by um, the f- idiot Manson family. Holy so, shit. We wanted to go there. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. I mean, it's also um, like October. Like, yeah. Like it was, it was a, actually a great restaurant. Like super fun vibe, um, and the food was really good, so we were really cool. happy with that. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got tattoos on Saturday. Did get one too? Yeah, he did his first. Oh. Well, yeah. wait. Tell the listeners what you got, and then I want to hear what Dan got too. Yeah, I got um, a little a little floral tattoo. It's like three floral stems so um, of a dandelion, a poppy, and then. It's called a mountain laurel, which is so, yeah. So it's my birth flower is a daffodil, California state flower is a poppy, and then the state flower for Connecticut is a mountain laurel. Um, Yeah. And I, I, he did such a fucking good job, this tattoo artist. Like, I, it, it's like perfect. So So couldn't be happier. It's like so simple, but at the same time, intricate you know yeah it's like very delicate line work but just like oh yeah he just executed it so well and I was like cool I am the happiest person um and then Dan got um lost in a dream which is a red hot chili peppers lyric um in Anthony Kiedis like the lead singer's handwriting cool where did he get it um, he got it like on the f- right above his. It's kind of like a. I don't know how to describe it. Um, front of his like arm, like right above his elbow, but okay. not like in the middle, like on the side. <laughs> okay, it, like above his vein, like in inside, or like like where your mountain is, or more. No, my like my mountains on oh, my like yours is below forearm. It, it's like. Like forearm here, and then it's like right here. Okay, okay. Like you can't really see my arm. I'm wearing a sweater, so it's hard like, to tell. Like above his AC. Yeah, but to the side of it a little bit more, though. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a very detailed description of where his tattoo is for everyone. Um, yeah, that was so. his first tattoo. Yay! Look at you guys. Yeah, it was really fun, and it, ours are actually like kind of in very similar spots like mine's on the back of my bicep and his is on the side of his pretty much um on the same arm <laughs> so we were like yeah. oh well that, that turned out funny but um yeah it was so fun hannah just finished her first week at her new assignment yes i did well i guess is it your is it your it was my yeah first it was your first yeah. okay it always feels long because you have like the multiple hospital yeah. days. So I ended up going in. Well, it really wasn't bad, but I went in like four days. Yeah. A week. Um, but no, it was good. I had my first two like official shifts. Um, I had one day shift and one night shift and it was great. Um, yeah. I think I'm really going to enjoy it there. Everyone seems nice. Assignments seem 
you know, appropriate. I think, you know, they're obviously short staffed. That's why they have travelers. Um, so I think there will be times where I get a four baby assignment, but I don't really care. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they were short on the night shift that I worked on Friday. So they asked me to be on my own and I was like, honestly, I don't care. Like you're fine. Yeah. It, yeah. Like, like we know how to take care of the babies, but it's just yeah. where everything is. And they don't know where anything is either. Cause it's a new unit. So I'm like, whatever, yeah. we're going to figure it out. It's whatever. But they were sweet. Like they were apologetic about it. And I was like, it's really not a big deal. Um, I feel like I'll have questions for sure. I'm going to have questions like mm-hmm. for at least a few weeks, probably. Um, if not, you know, the whole time. Yeah. And that's fine. I don't have any shame asking questions or yeah. I don't know something. I'm just going to, I'll ask. I'll find someone. Mm-hmm. To ask. But yeah, the kids were fine. Like I just had like three feeder growers really. So perfect. Um, <sighs> yeah, it's definitely like, it's a level, I mean, it is a level four, but didn't we say that to be a level four that you have to do ECMO? Um, I don't think so. I think it, um, there's like, I think there's a 4A and a 4B as well. Like maybe it's the like highest level before that you have to have an ECMO, but I think it's just like having, um, all of the surgical capabilities. Okay. So they don't do ECMO, but the PICU does, um, like on a baby. Um, and then they don't do cardiac surgery, but if like we get a cardiac baby, we'll stabilize them and then send them to the PICU, okay. which is unique. Um, but then they do like other types of surgeries, you know, GI or like trachs and stuff like that. But I haven't seen any of that since I've been there. Um, and like, obviously certain babies come in waves and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But every baby that I've seen has been like pretty small, um, kind of your standard preemies, which must be just because they have a delivery room, like a delivery unit Mm -hmm. right above them. So they're getting not only like super critical transports in, but they're getting just like all your typical preemies or like term kids that need a little Mm -hmm. bit of respiratory support. So, which I'm fine with, like, I like level three acuity. So hell yeah. And like they have a little chronic hallway, um, but it sounds like I won't really be there that much because there's some nurses on the unit that prefer to work with the chronic babies. So um, they kind of staff that part. And then I I don't think they would like use me for that unless they didn't have one of those nurses there one day. And I'm fine with that too. I mean, after CHOP, I have plenty of that experience, but yeah. Um, yeah, it seems like I mean I'm sure they get their sick kids, of course. And uh-huh. but right so far I haven't I haven't really seen too too much craziness, which I'm like that's great, I love it. <laughs> right, like easy peasy. That's honestly like it's amazing when you can have that. You're like I just get to chill and make a lot of money. That's fine. Yeah. And it sounds like it's gonna be busy. Like I was definitely I got out late after my night shift just because I you know, that last round and you're just like trying to motivate yourself, like get up, mm-hmm. go start. You got to start. I, I probably should have gotten up a good like 15 minutes before because then you got their labs and then mm. I had to figure out 
where to send them. And like, the, you know, I just had more to figure out with that. And then they told me, you're moving your baby to the other side of the unit. And then even that is so easy, but it just takes a while to pack them up. Yeah. The whole thing. So I got out like 10 minutes late, which is fine. But um, it's also just like, I have to get back into the swing of things because mm-hmm. I've been off for a little bit. Yeah. So. But it's- Yay. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah. great. So exciting. Speaking of babies <laughs> and NICU nurses. Oh my God, this <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I'm sure. So, yeah, we stumbled across this news article or something. I don't even know how, remember I how I found it. I think I sent it to you, but I was like, I don't know where I saw this. I can't remember now. Yeah. Oh, maybe someone posted it in a Facebook group and I saw it or something. Got it. Yeah, but- this this nurse in um the UK <clears throat> has is on trial right now for um murdering seven babies and attempting to murder 10 others um at a hospital in 2015 and 2016. All the babies were dying in 2015 and 2016. And she didn't get arrested until 2018. They kind of like the the NICU that she worked at had like a regular average mortality rate. And then all of a sudden in 2015 and 2016, it started like increasing. And there were just kind of weird ways that these kids were dying. Like it would be like a regular premature baby that wasn't sick. They were just premature and then they would go into arrest and like they started noticing these patterns. So it began to be investigated and they kind of just noticed like, okay, this nurse was either taking care of them or was on like for mm-hmm. all of these deaths. And it sounds like it wasn't like a super, maybe a super big unit. So like, yeah, I don't know. Like it's not like there were a ton of other people that it could have been. Maybe. I don't know. It was, it's not like the most detailed description because the trial is just still going on, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's like horrifying. I like can't even begin to understand. So it sounds like she, um, was injecting air into the veins, which then causes like an air embolus and like the baby dies probably like they decompensate very quickly. Um, but there's no, like it's, it's hard to figure out where it came from. Like it's not, you're like, okay, it's not neck. It's not, um, sepsis, you know, all these things that it could be that like these infants normally get, um, and decompensate with in the NICU. But, yeah. Um, it sounds like she was doing that intentionally. Yeah. Um, and then there was out, like, yeah, put your finger on like cause of death. But then I think with it happening over and over and over again, that's what they have um, like concluded. But it sounds like it's like, you know, it's not just speculation. It sounds like it's fact to me. I mean, based on everything that I've read, it seems Mm -hmm. like there's no way that she didn't do this, but she is pleading um, not guilty. Yes. Um, 
yeah, so I think I'm just making sh- all of the ones that did actually um, die. It sounds like they were all injected with air. Yeah, so there was a set of twins that she like injected air into both of them and one of only one of them ended up passing away and then there was this other baby that she um injected them with a like lethal amount of insulin but they were the doctors i think were able to detect that his blood sugar or his or her blood sugar was extremely low and like correct that um and so that one didn't pass away luckily wow um it's wild. Yeah. I was reading a little bit more in depth on like the twins and it sounded mm-hmm. like, um, I believe this was the story. Like I'm, cause I read it like four or five articles. So, but whatever, either way it's, she did this to someone, but like, I think it was the twins mom that was in the room with like the, the twin a and like, walked in on Lucy killing the kid, but she didn't know at the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and like there was blood in the baby's mouth and the mom obviously was like, what's, you know, what's happening. And Lucy said, trust me, I'm a nurse. And then like the babies ended up, ended up like coding and dying. And then it was like, it said it was like 28 hours later that she was the nurse the next night shift for the sister mm-hmm. and did the same thing, trying to do the same thing, but they were able to like catch it. She just started like, I guess, desatting and braiding really bad. And then they like, fi- I don't know how she survived, but she did. And right. she's still alive now. I mean, she must be like seven years old, but they said that she doesn't have any like complications from that event. Thank God. But I mean, her innocent twin died for no reason. It's so, like, I can't even begin to wrap my mind around this. Like, there's another kid that she, like, tried to kill four times. Like, she failed the first three and then succeeded on the fourth attempt to kill this baby. Like, how is this... What the fuck happened that this was just like, yeah, I'm going to just start killing innocent infants. I know. And that's what I was like trying to Google and find information on her because Mm -hmm. I'm really curious, like, just like I would be curious with like any other serial killer, like why, why? (gasps) Ew. Oh my God. (gasps) What's happening? Centipede, centipede. Oh God. No, 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 no. He like. I just saw it out of the corner of my eye, like, sprinting across the tablecloth. That's horrifying. No, thank you. Luckily, it was, like, really small, but he's going to grow. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They're abundant in Pittsburgh for real. I don't remember what I was saying. Um, You were saying you were trying to look up more about her. Okay. Yeah. Um. I was trying to look up more about, yeah, her motives like I would with, like, any other serial killer. I couldn't find anything, like, about who she was. I literally tried to find her on Instagram because I'm like, who is she? Like, what kind of trauma has she been through that she's, like, like, hates her life and life in general so much that you would harm innocent babies? That, it, it, I mean, 
any murder is obviously terrible, but like mm-hmm. it drives me crazy. Like it's some it's a soft spot with like animals and babies. I mean, that's why like I love the NICU so much because I like babies are absolutely precious. Like there's they've not done nothing wrong. They're just literally angels. Yeah. Like you have to be pure evil to harm a baby. I mean, I think there are certain situations like parents who shake their babies and stuff. Like, I don't think they're evil. I think that's bad. I think that's really bad. And you really need to learn to like take a deep breath and step away and, and like, and reach out for help. And not everyone has those resources. I, like, I think those situations are like terrible, but slightly different. Mm-hmm. But like someone who's intentionally knowing that like, I'm going to inject air because I want to watch this baby suffer and die. And that's going to like bring me some sort of like something like, yeah. Yeah. It it doesn't make any, any sense. If they like, you know, um, share like more information about her and all of like everything all the details like maybe it would make more sense but or like not make more sense but just kind of because right now it's just saying that this is what she did allegedly but like there's not a lot of like details into like how they really determined like what they did i don't know i don't know it just seems very like surface level right now the information that we're getting but yeah um and i'm like maybe she didn't like that would be great if she wasn't an actual like psycho baby killer but also what the fuck i just found are pointing to yes (laughs) yes um i just found a um facebook group that's called lucy let be trial discussion oh and there's twelve thousand members in it and so people just post and discuss all about this so i'm just like trying to skim and see if there's anything interesting it's a level two okay wow then yeah these kids really shouldn't be dying right like the the morbidity rate in a level two should be or like or mortality rate in a level two should be very low yeah it happens but like i would say that usually like kids that die in a level two are ones that come out sicker than you imagine and you can't transport them in time and they're going to go no matter what. Right. But like to have seven children die from what they've determined to be an air embolism, like that doesn't happen. No. It just, it it just doesn't. Um, did you see, I read on one of the articles about how they searched her home, I guess in 2018 when she was initially arrested and they found post-it notes where she wrote on them saying like, I killed them because I hate myself or like I did it on purpose because I couldn't be good enough for them. Like different post-it notes like that, basically, basically admitting to it. I mean, she didn't write. I killed this baby, but she said like, I did it on purpose. So it kind of was a confession, but now she's obviously like denying it and saying that she didn't do anything. Okay. This person posted like, then I saw the post-it note confession today and I don't know. 
so I was like, oh, what is that? I'm like, now that makes sense. Someone was like, what does that mean? Um, oh, someone was like, I'm interested to know how many deaths or declines infants had this time in this time period when she was not on duty to like see what the correlation is if this something is just going completely awry in this unit. Um, but right, like uh, malfunctional equipment. Um, yeah, I, I hope that they're literally investigating every single piece. Like, I mean, it's hard to, to like even investigate equipment from seven, uh, six and seven years ago and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, God forbid she is innocent, but it, I mean, I really don't think she is, but everyone deserves a trial, you know? Absolutely. Web sleuths. Ooh, there's a forum too. Nice. Oh my God. People are, this is so interesting. People are like creating spreadsheets for themselves, like trying to figure all of this out. I, this is the times that like, I love the internet. It reminds me of, I think we mentioned this before, but the don't fuck with cats documentary, how like the people on Facebook just like fucking cracked the case. Like like, the web sleuths out there are wild. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. This is incredible. I could go on a such a deep dive right now, but I'm not going to, um, (laughs) I'm like, I just want to find out so much more info. Um, cause I feel like their news stations and stuff are probably, you know, telling a little bit more of a story or if there's people that are actually going to this trial, I don't know if that's allowed in the UK. Mm. Like it is here, right? Yeah. You can go to mm-hmm. a trial. Yeah. Okay. I believe so. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah. Interesting. I didn't see the thing about the post-it note that, I mean, that's pretty damning. Like what the fuck else? Like what that else could you be talking about? And there was a diary entry, I think too. Um, I can't remember. And then there was stuff about how they did find evidence I mean, not that this isn't really saying anything, but it's just an interesting fact. Um, they found evidence that she would like keep up with and and search the families of the past babies, like on Facebook, and like. Mm-hmm. So that's just interesting. I mean, but like, I'm not gonna lie. I've looked up parents on Facebook too, and probably ones that lost their baby because I'm like, and I actually know that for a fact. I can think of someone right off the top of my head who I kept going back to their profile because they lost a baby and they would post actually like outrageous updates. It was like, it was wild what this dad was posting. And I was curious about that, but yeah. I killed the baby obviously. Um, so that I don't really know if that's like really evidence, but um, yeah, definitely circumstantial. Yeah. But inter- like interesting though, because that's a thing where like serial killers, like, go back to the spot that they like, you know, to the side of the scene of the crime, they like will show up at like the memorial service and like be in the back. Like it's just all these little things um, that that they do. And it's like so freaking wild. Like you guys, you should look up a picture of this lady or this girl. She look, I don't know how old she is in her twenties. Yeah. 32. Oh, Mm -hmm. um, She, yeah, like I, she looks very normal. That I would be friends with at work. Yeah, you know, like us. 
Yeah. Literally. Like, <laughs> like it's scary. I, it's scary. I mean, any human, it seems like, could be capable of doing something like that. It, it's so scary for any of the parents, NICU parents out there, parents in general that hear about this. Like, God, I mean, it is so hard to trust other people with your baby. I, I mean, I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. But, like, having this in the back of your head, like, the power that the nurse caring for your baby has. They're like, yeah. the lives of those babies are literally on our hands when we go to work. And Damn. and it's crazy because, like, I think most NICU nurses become NICU nurses because, like we were talking about before, but, like, we love babies and, and they're vulnerable and they're sweet and they're precious and and it's such a special job. And, like, it's crazy that someone would, like, take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. That is such a good point. Like, not just like humbling to think about that again, you know, because parents, I mean, it's so stressful. They have no control, like their baby's in the hospital. And, you know, we can get irritated with like how some parents act because they're really overbearing and like they don't listen to you or like constantly questioning everything. And um, it can be frustrating, but now like we do have so much power um in that scenario and like this coming out and being all over the news everywhere yeah is not i'm can't even begin to imagine like how that parents are feeling everywhere right now if you have a personality like me like i like we were just talking about my anxiety before we started pressing record but like if I know for a fact, if I was a Nikki mom, my head would go to worst possible case scenario and I would be spiraling, just yeah. stick to my stomach thinking even the sweetest looking, it doesn't matter what they look like or how they act. Like, mm-hmm. and the fact that Lucy said to them, like, trust me, I'm a nurse. Like now I feel like I can never say that with any weight because she, like we were, we are supposed to be the most trusted profession, but like, mm-hmm. it's just tainting it for all of the nurses out there who love their jobs and like love what they Absolutely. do so much. It's really upsetting. It is. It is also crazy to me that it's 2022 and this is just going to trial. I know. I was thinking that too. And the same thing was with Redonda Vaught. I, you know, that was like years ago. And then we were just hearing about it and I was just like, why are we just, and then I thought that about this case. Cause I was like, why are we just hearing about this? But it must just be our um, judicial system takes literally forever. I'm guessing, but I don't really understand why. Yeah. So has she been just like, I mean, obviously she hasn't been a nurse since 2018, but has she been in prison since? Because how can you, ha- you don't have a sentence if you don't know for sure that she's guilty. I mean, yeah. So what is she they, doing? What has she been doing for the past four years? Like you're in jail, I feel like waiting to go to trial or they have some kind of like house arrest situation, you know, like that she's just been at home. Like that is so crazy. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. In one of these articles too, um, they were talking a little bit about her as a person um not much it's like literally two sentences but um 
So according, it's, I'm just going to read a little bit of this. According to the Daily Mail, Lepi had a clean record with the Nursing and Midwifery Council and was even the face of a campaign to raise three million, I guess. I don't know what that little sign is, but pounds. three million pounds? Probably pounds. Euros? For the, pounds for the unit. In an interview with the Chester Standard for an article about the hospital's 2013 Baby Grow appeal, to fund a new neonatal unit, Lepi said her role involved caring for a wide range of babies requiring various levels of support. Um, and then she said, some are here for a few days, others for many months, and I enjoy seeing them progress and supporting their families. Um, Jordan Sands, who knew her through a former girlfriend, told the Times that she was, quote, quiet and awkward and geeky, but seemed like a kind-hearted person. And then one of her friends described her as an amazing person. So it's also interesting to think about like her coworkers and her friends. Mm -hmm. If they really think of her that way, like if they were not suspecting her at all, like it must be really shocking finding yeah. out about someone you love and you care about. Like that is interesting too. Like you never see like if you have friends that are outside of the nursing profession like they never see how you are at work also so that's like a different insight i don't know that your coworkers have um i feel like some people are like vastly different than like the real, real world versus at work so yeah. um hmm being awkward and i mean whatever i'm fucking awkward like we're all awkward yeah and he said geeky so i'm wondering if she was just kind of like shy or like socially yeah like but like probably wouldn't would suspect her even less like probably kept to herself but that's crazy it's like you don't even know what's going on in her mind yeah and i mean if it was a level two it probably was like pod style but maybe not i mean i'm just thinking like when when we're working in our private rooms in a NICU it's like it's you and that baby unless the parents are there like you have a lot of privacy. Like you can do whatever you want in that room. <laughs> I mean, really, it's just like very like, and if you, if it just looks like you're giving a med, like not, someone's not going to come in there and check on you and be like, what yeah. are you doing? Or like, and then if you come out of there and you're acting normal and you're like talking to people and whatever, like I can see how you would not be suspected for something like that. Yeah. Right. You're, yeah, you're not like micromanaged every second of the shift. Like there, I mean, you're mo majority of the time you're literally by yourself doing everything, and we don't check on. I don't know how people are giving their meds or doing anything like that, unless it's a double check. And sure. But then, did all these babies have IVs, or like was she like injecting? Actually, just like fuck, putting like injecting them. I don't know. I don't know. It's bad. It's so disturbing. And it's just a nightmare. It just seems like unreal. I just, there's nothing in my head that can make any sense of it or like yeah. what kind of person would ever do that. Mm hmm. Yeah. No, and I know. I don't think to do it at work. Right. Like, 
it just doesn't like we'll never be able to like understand and i'm i mean i'm glad that i will never be able to i have will not know what this is like but i can't even talk my god i'm glad that i will never know because i'm not a serial killer but um or i would like to understand what the fuck like it's just like that fascination not, and that's there's for lack of a better term but just like what the fuck is going on in this person's brain because we can't ever grasp that yeah so well uh i mean we're gonna follow the trial for sure um so if any big changes happen we'll we'll let you guys know but it's just like so crazy that um this is happening and like obviously we're NICU nurses so it like hits even closer to home like I yeah 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 it's another downer of an episode (laughs) so sorry (laughs) sorry um, next week we're gonna talk about our spooky stories and stuff yeah I mean it's kind of it's scary but I think it's a I mean a little bit more fun to talk about but yeah, it's because it's, I mean, yeah, spooky season, just talking about some ghost stories or scary stories and whatnot. So, just um, a story that ruined Emily's life for, just, yeah, casually <laughs> traumatized her for years. But, you know, it's, it's light. It'll be, we'll keep it light, guys. We'll Don't keep worry. it nice and light. <laughs> um, <laughs> And yeah, if you have any stories though that you like want to share and want us to read on the podcast, um, send us a DM or you can email us at uh, drunkordelirious at gmail.com with those stories too because we want to share yours. We've got some good ones, but we could definitely um, add some more to the episode because it's just so cool to hear, cool and terrifying to hear people's stories. Yeah. Yeah. So send them over and yeah. Yeah. Bye, guys. That's it. That's it. Bye. (laughs) I feel like we got some good stuff in there. Maybe. This podcast is produced by Emily Richardson and Hannah Quirk. The intro music is by Dan Lemire. Please help us out and rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at drunkordelirious or send us an email at drunkordelirious at gmail.com.